Zach, if you would have just kept playing 10 more songs, I would have just sat there forever uh, and just enjoyed those. Uh, All other ground is sinking sand. Uh, I hope you, uh, that's your heart today as you uh, come to be with God's people, that you maybe understand it a little bit better uh, from the last couple of months that all other ground is sinking sand. Um, We come here today. Uh, I want to talk to you about uh, really the church. If you have your Bibles, you can open up to Acts chapter 2. What what kind of church is Bear Valley Church? It it can be described in a lot of different ways. Uh, Obviously, today we are meeting out in the parking lot, so we're a parking lot church. Um, I've been a part of uh, churches that meet in uh, junior high school, uh, that was a fun time, you know, uh, as the church met, there was this huge banner about believing in yourself, and uh, I always thought it was funny because it was up super high uh, in this cafeteria where we met, and in the corner, it had a burrito stain where some junior hire had thrown uh, his burrito, and I, I thought that was always great to meet in a church like that, uh, reminded us of Jesus, I don't know how, but... Um, but we are just an ordinary church. Um, when I say that, I realize that it, it, churches just kind of fit into the culture they're in. They're, this is kind of Tehachapi, what we're doing here even today. Uh, if we were in different settings, we wouldn't do this. Um, different locations. I, I've mentioned uh, dear brother Ryan Boys, uh, who his church is not meeting today. And uh, I don't know what they're going to do for the future. Uh, They're in New Jersey, and they have been really close to uh, many people who have gotten sick. And even one of their elders passed away early uh, uh, from the uh, COVID virus. And and so different scenarios and different settings, churches meet, but they're just ordinary churches. Uh, We're not going to have any seminars on how to do church in this unique Bear Valley sort of way. We're just an ordinary church. And as we look to God's word today in Acts chapter 2, we're going to see just really one verse, verse 42. Um, We're going to look at this this important teaching and and picture of just some of the elements of what the church does and did and should do today. Um, God's word says this, uh, In verse 42, it says, And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. Um, If you know the greater context or even the theme of the book of Acts, it's the beginning of the church. And this is kind of the first church gathering around these early infancy days. And this is what they did. Uh, And I just want to look at this one verse and and really consider this is what the church does. This is what we should be doing. This is why we meet today. And um, I want to be careful as, as we meet today. We're, we're not meeting uh, just because we didn't have anything better to do. But it is great to have a field trip, isn't it? To be able to out, out of the house and uh, see real people. Um, and uh, it's not just because we like the outdoors, which we do. It's not just because... Uh, we're Americans and we get to do whatever we want. It's, it's none of those reasons. It's, it's because of this, what I'm going to share with you now, that these are the things 
that the church does and is. And they do uh, not just apart, but together they do this. First of all, I'll just pull these elements out. First of all, it says they. If you look at the context of who they are, it was this group of people that have responded has have responded to Jesus Christ the redeemed people they they've been saved they they have entrusted their souls their mess of their life to Jesus and he changed them in an instant he made them his very own he brought them into the family of God and so that work first of all uh, as you think about what the church is it is Christians it is believers in Jesus Christ I say that not to say that uh, anyone who hasn't trusted in Christ or isn't a Christian shouldn't come to church. I think they should. In fact, uh, it's the greatest opportunity for you to figure out what it is to know Christ and to see the family at work and to come and to be a part of them. It's like being invited over to someone's house to have a meal with them so that you can decide whether you want to be a part of that family, to be adopted into that family. And so... Uh, but the church meets as Christians. We're not united here this morning by anything other than the fact that Jesus Christ has changed us. And that's who we are. Um, and that's why we meet. It's the, uh, the common denominator, if you will, of all of us. We come from different backgrounds, uh, different ethnicities. Uh, we you know, vote differently, we think differently, we, uh, you know, some of us are older, some of us are younger, uh, good to see the Kellers here this morning, uh, you know, we, we have, we're different, we're different, and, and why we meet is not for any other reason other than what Jesus has done for us, this is why we meet. It says they had some activity, so we're first a transformed or redeemed people, Secondly, we see in this verse that they devoted themselves. Uh, they had different priorities. As you think about who you are, um, there's different reasons you do different things. You have different interests. Uh, some of you uh, like to work on cars, so you have a bunch of tools and junk in your garage because you like cars. Or some of you like gardening, and so you have a bunch of junk like that. Or some of you, your occupation is uh, in the medical field, and so you've studied a lot for that. And there's certain distinctions, things you love because of uh, who you are. But I, I want to tell you, for the church, we are different people, sometimes even bordering on weird, okay? I don't want to just say different. We're weird because we have different priorities, and that's because of what Christ has done. These different priorities, it says in this passage that they devoted themselves, devoted themselves. They, they loved these things. And specifically, uh, we go on to our third point, uh, the apostles' teaching. It, it, the way this goes is like this, that because uh, the church is uh, Christian people, God's people, followers of Jesus, uh, we're devoted, we have different priorities. One of these priorities is the curriculum, the handbook, the message that we have. It's the Bible. It's the Bible. And uh, it's strange. It is strange. It is so strange that uh, 
I grew up in the church. I grew up at, not in this church, but another church. But my whole life, my whole life, really, it's been weird these last, I, I've gone to church. I don't know where you guys have been, but I've been at church here uh, every week since, you know, I've been, you know, haven't been able to see you in church and that, that's sad for me. But the idea of not going to church is, is my whole life has been Sundays you go to church. And what do you do at church? You study the Bible, as a child, I, I got, you know, little verses and memory verses and I, I got to uh, sing songs about Jesus. And then I went to the youth group and we heard messages about what it is to be a young person that follows after Jesus. And week after week, you'd think I would have graduated by now, right? You'd think it would be over by now, right? But as a believer in Jesus Christ, there's this weird and important thing that we are. We're devoted to the apostles' teaching our whole lives. Once we understand it to be the word of God, it's our message to the end. Let me talk about the apostles' teaching. What is that? Well, um, I already kind of let the cat out of the bag. It's the Bible. In the New Testament, uh, it's referred to as the apostles' teaching in Acts because uh, it was being written, it was being Uh, brought forth by men who God had specially intended them in a special way that they might write scripture, but they were teaching it at this time. And that this became, this apostle's work became the New Testament, okay? So that's the apostle's teaching. But it's very interesting too, though, as you look at the New Testament books, they all reference what? The Old Testament, And so incorporated into the apostles' teaching was the Old Testament and the New Testament, which they wrote. And so uh, this is what the apostles' teaching is. And this is the message, the handbook, the curriculum that they loved. And I want to say this, too. Now, what's the theme of the Bible? Well, what's the main message of the Bible? Well, it can be said a lot of different ways, but it's the gospel, the message of Jesus, that Jesus could save sinners. Sheila, you want to bring your team right here? There's, there's lots of shade here. Please come up. Caleb, help, help the lady. Um, awesome. Uh, we are a, a church of the message of Jesus Christ. I, I want you to get this. This is so important. That This is the reason that we meet here this morning is the good news, the good news. And the good news is Jesus. And the good news is Jesus came, he died on the cross so that sinners like you and me would not be dead in our sins, but would be alive in Christ. This is why we meet. This is why we gather. Any ordinary church is transformed people who are devoted and have different priorities. And they have the message of the word of God. The message of the word of God. Um, which brings us, uh, it says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, the fellowship. You think about, um, you know, I, this has been such a weird time. I, I, I keep saying that over and over again, and I, I need to get a better weird uh, word than weird, okay? But uh, as a church, some of you have never, some of you have never missed this much church in all your life. Uh, you, you always go to church, you're with God's people. And, uh, you know, some of you, I, I, I'm a little nervous that you, 
it's probably not you. It's the people who are live streaming right now. Some of you are like, you're like, man, that live stream thing's awesome. <laughs> you know, yeah, I had I had a breakfast burrito while I was you know worshiping God. You know, I was in my pajamas. I almost wanted to be in my pajamas while you were in your pajamas, and then we could all be comfortable together. Uh, but this idea that we could be a virtual church is intriguing to some of us. Is this idea of like I could I could live stream life like like I don't have to go to be with people. I want to tell you that's not the church. It's not the church. The church isn't meant to virtually meet. Uh, it can do in a pinch. It can do. But we are meant to be face to face with one another. Seeing each other, talking to one another, weeping with one another, rejoicing with one another, hugging one another. We, we are, are people that God has designed to be together. And, and this, this picture of fellowship was, was this. Uh, I'll, I'll just give you a simple thing. It's going out in the world, getting beat up, and then coming together to have our needs met. And to meet needs. Not just to have our needs met, but to meet needs. Um, I'll be honest that uh, this whole quarantine thing caught us all off guard. Uh, Some people, uh, you know, I, I think all of us to some degree, didn't cherish the church of Jesus Christ that we were a part of Bear Valley Church enough prior to the quarantine. And then uh, the first Sunday comes and we didn't meet and it felt kind of weird. And, and we're like isolated and we're like, man, I haven't seen these people in a while. I haven't talked to them. I don't know what's going on. I miss them. We, we go through a hardship or a time and we say, I wish I could be with. And or you hear of others and you say, I'd love to touch them again. I'd love to see them. I, I, I'd love to communicate. I'd love to have casual conversation where people are saying, hey, I'm thinking of doing this. And someone says, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, I don't know if that's a good idea. I thought about, you know, the word of God says and that counsel that comes back and forth. That idea that we come together and we we have burdens on our back and and we're feeling low and we come to church and someone says, how are you doing? And we say, we're doing fine. And then we burst out into tears and we have someone to care for us. This is what we've been missing. And we don't have to miss it. There's other ways to do it. But I want to say this. The church always gathers. It always gathers. Um, This fellowship was the sharing of life one to another. This uh, idea of the fellowship was... uh, spiritual gifts as well that we would bless each other and we would grow and strengthen the church by our meeting together that we would minister one to another that we would care for those who are uh, sick and wandering and that we would strengthen one another and instruct one another we would share life apostles teaching and the fellowship and to the breaking of bread to the breaking of bread now um this is where the Baptists get uh, their idea of the potluck. Breaking of bread properly translated in the Baptist Bible is a casserole, hot dish. Uh, 
It has something to do with something with cheese, you know. Uh, um, th- this, this picture here is that they would have a meal together. And we're not going to have a meal together today. But as part of these love feasts, as they gathered together, there was a point in time in that time where they would stop and they would acknowledge the most important part of the meal, which was this, that Jesus' body was broken on their behalf and that his blood was spilled. That would represent this new covenant that 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 blood was spilled for the remission of their sins, that their sins were taken care of. That's what they did. That's why the church met. It wasn't a private thing at home. It was a, a gathering of God's people from a particular area where they would remind each other as they were reminded. It was the message that unified, but it was also the message that they were called to remind each other each other of. The message of Jesus. They gathered for these love feasts, and as part of that, they would remember uh, why they were gathering. It would culminate uh, in the bread and the wine that would represent his body and blood. And then lastly, it says this that they prayed together. They prayed together in the prayers. It's interesting that. Um, you, you often think of uh, different teachings of the scripture. Jesus said, when you, when you pray, go, go in your room or your closet. Go, go in some private place and pray. And now we see that part of the church meeting together was what? It was that when they gathered, they'd pray. It was to totally different purposes. But the idea of communicating with God the needs, the needs and needy people, I, I think that's so important for us to remember that we pray, when we pray, it's an acknowledgement that we're needy people. That we're not cutting it, that we're coming with lists, right? And, and funny about our lists is that there's a bunch of things that we can't get together, right? There's a bunch of things that we can't accomplish. And so we go to the one that is strong and powerful. We go to the one who gave us life, and, and that's individually, but that's also corporately or together. It's a unifying. It's that our hearts united together that we bring our requests, our needs, our concerns before the Lord. As you think about this this morning, uh, we have already prayed. I uh, will pray again and Brandon will close us in prayer. And hopefully even as you, you know, as you feel led and as you uh, can, are concerned with one another. You can pray as you meet together. It's not a big deal. But the, the big part of it is this, that we are needy people calling on our God who has the resources and the strength for us. This is what the church did. As they met, uh, they were all about calling upon the Lord together. Their united hearts as needy people came together and they prayed. Let me pray for us now. God, thank you for this beautiful day. Thank you for your many blessings that you've shared and shown us. God, we ask that you would uh, help us to to be fixed in our mind this, this concept of needy people, that that's what we are. We are not strong people apart from you. We're needy people. 
God, we ask that you would continue to bless your church and, and not just this church, but other churches that, that share your word and honor you. God, may you prosper your church. Help us to know next steps and not to be haughty or, uh, or uh, self-serving, but rather that we would be people that uh, walk in the Spirit and not by the flesh. God, do your work in protecting and unifying and prospering your church for your name, both here and abroad. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.